0: what's up everybody welcome to aces wild the wild aces fan podcast i'm your host jose ruckus aka the world's number one wild aces fan week two has officially begun we just got finished with the draft last night we got a great team looking to destroy the beasts joining me on the show today a guy i've been wanting to get on the show for quite a while now matt batson a host of dumb sports show a field reporter for the wild aces news network what's Mm -hmm, going on mm -hmm. man
1: uh, just super happy to be here, Jose. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's been a hell of a week for the Aces. Been a hell of a week for you and me. Uh, it's kind just, of been a hell
0: of a month for us, hasn't it?
1: It really has. It really has. Who would have thought? Paul Paul Rudd gif right there.
0: <laughs> so you showed up to the game on Saturday. How did right. that
1: happen, dude? So, funny story. Uh, I was uh, hanging around waiting on a render of Matt Batson's Dumb Sports Show. Uh, Organic plug right there. Well done. (laughs) And uh, while I was waiting for that render to happen, I was like, you know what? I got some time to kill. I'm going to just record this dumb video that I wanted to do. Part of me wanted to actually drive up to the Infinite Energy Center because for work, I ended up at a restaurant. I work for Atlanta Eats. It's like a local restaurant, food and travel show. And we had to film a restaurant that was right by there uh, just last month. And I was like, that's crazy that it's this close to me. And I thought about, you know, taking my picture there. I didn't regret it. So I thought about driving up there. I didn't because it was late. I was like, but I got this green screen and I'm just going to make a funny video. I only did this because my computer was taking an hour to render an episode of my show. Uh, and super happy that I did that. It's a great decision. Exactly. I was like, hmm, what's like a fun, like dumb bit I can do? And it's uh, the Glacier Boys are garbage and I have a trash can (laughs) and uh, that'll do. So I make that video and immediately, I think Greg liked it and retweeted it, which it doesn't normally happen. You know, Greg's mentions and everything get filled all the time. You know, he's not always going through everybody's tweets. And then, yeah, so eventually... Patrick sees the tweet. Patrick D's uh, co-founder of FCF, uh, he should come on the show. Has he? He hasn't been. Well, on I've the talked
0: show. to him. Uh, Where he's gonna come on at some point. We just
1: haven't yes. figured out exactly when. Well, I beat him to it. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he he DM'd me, and I I made a remark in my Wild Ace News Network debut that the press pass must have gotten lost in the mail, and it was it was pretty funny. He he just DM'd it, and he said, "It's in the mail." <laughs> and to which i replied is it <laughs> with like five exclamation points and question marks here in my head i'm like what is in the mail me <laughs> so the best i could respond with is is it and we got to talking and and yeah he invited me to come to the game
0: that's so cool man the leagues i mean like patrick's such a cool guy man the whole everybody working in the league is really awesome and like obviously they they spotlight people who are doing stuff in the space right so like mm-hmm. You know, Patrick's definitely reached out to me to make sure if I need anything from them, he can help out and stuff. And like, yeah, hey, you're in Atlanta, right? Why the hell not show up to the game?
1: Exactly. It's like I could be like a total like psycho, but I'm sure I'm sure Patrick, like, I don't know, looked into me or whatever. But yeah, that's it's such like a crazy I think that kind of like you said, speaks to how cool FCF is, is how interested in its community they are and not even things like this but things like speeding up the draft like last night they're taking such
0: a big improvement
1: yeah yeah they're taking real feedback week to week every day and thinking about that and making real changes and and that starts with yeah listening to you and me and all the other fans out there and i think that's super cool so
0: so like What's the future of the Wild Ace News Network,
1: man? Are we launching like a
0: multimedia conglomerate based on this minor league football team?
1: So, I I will say uh, the Wild Ace News Network will be expanding. We'll be back this weekend. Um, And, you know, we'll just keep going until they tell us not to come back. (laughs) Dude, I'm so jealous I'm not in Atlanta right now. I know. That's like shout out to dumb luck for it being in Atlanta at Infinite Energy Arena because there are so many talented best friends in the community like uh chance carter had an amazing edit earlier that day from greg calling everybody but i'm just lucky that i'm in Atlanta, <laughs> that i'm close enough to to actually go to this thing
0: yeah man it's like we, we're building such a cool community around the aces and it's nice it's i mean i i hope some of these other teams start to take notice and Get their shit together, man. I know, I know.
1: They need, you know, they need their own news networks. They need yeah. their own podcast. We have like they eight different
0: the... shows for the right. fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting ridiculous.
1: It's, um, yeah, But, you know, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, like, we're the aces, we're the winner. We we all chose the aces because, you know, we want to be part of the greatest organization in sports yeah, history. The history of sports. So, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it makes sense, yeah.
0: Yeah, so so before we get into the draft, uh, news broke just before we got on the show and I mean, we obviously, we had a new owner announced yesterday before the draft, and then today we got another new owner. Two women have joined the owners box for the Aces. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, and uh, she now works for, like extra and she does podcasts and stuff. She's super cool. I did go on um, and start rewatching her uh, season of the Bachelorette last night. Oh yeah, <laughs> gotta catch up. Trying to get her exactly. on the show. Get prepared. And then uh, just now, Barbara Dunkelman from Rooster Teeth. She is yeah. now an owner of
1: the Wild Aces. These are two super exciting additions. Like, not only is it awesome that we have two women owners, but they're also like, they perfectly fit in to this owner group. Oh, like yeah. we have we have some bachelorette representation, which is perfect for for your Tim Gettys, your Gia Harris's all that crowd because so much of the wild ace fan base is kind of funny fans and a lot of kind of funny fans aren't football fans (laughs) but part of them are bachelor and bachelorette fans but even if they're not you know they still know and and then barbara dunkelman same thing like it's it's just super cool these are great additions
0: yeah there was i wanted to write this article because i do occasionally write stuff for fan control football news they're a really good website you should check them out um but i wanted to write a thing of like the new model for how they, cause obviously like at the beginning of this, getting Marshawn Lynch, getting Richard Sherman, these people were like super important to getting the league taken legitimately. Right. Mm-hmm, but I th- mm-hmm. like, I think the model going forward is finding these type, like kind of funny Barbara Dunkelman, people who are plugged into a community that's like super yeah. active and mm-hmm. can like really reach out to the fans and be like, look, football might not be your thing, but I'm mm-hmm. here and you like me. So let's do this thing together. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And I, it, it really depends on the owner because like you said, the fan base that they're going to draw can control the engagement. Like you might get big numbers from a certain owner, but you might not get that engagement. So mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's, it's exciting to get, you know, we got the kind of funny fans in here, get some more Rooster Teeth fans in here. I'm sure, uh, Rachel Lindsay has a big fan base. Let's get it in here. It's, it's exciting.
0: Is there uh anybody you think that like they should kind of bring in? Cause one, they have the little thing on the app where you can go in and recommend people for ownership. And the one that I've been putting in there multiple times is, do you know who the fantasy footballers are?
1: No. No, I, I, I know of them, but I've never listened to their show.
0: Yeah, they are uh, they're they do a really great fantasy football podcast, but they have a really great community as well that they built, the Foot Clan and Didn't stuff. I would that. love to see them join the Wild Aces, especially because uh, those guys are all former video game developers. So they actually do, they used to listen to like Podcast Beyond and stuff. So ah, it'd be okay. cool to get them involved in the Aces.
1: That would be super cool. I w- I was hoping somebody would join the Aces that is also like of a of a WWE ilk that could join Greg in these promos because I think that would be a McXavier? good Xavier. I know. Like he he seems like he'd be perfect for this. But maybe I mean he's just got so much going on. Yeah, with, you know up up down down in G four. Maybe I he think doesn't. there may maybe be a little politics there with Miro being involved as well. May, maybe that's true, but you know again Xavier Woods like uh, you know obviously he's travel or no he's not. They're not exactly traveling for WWE. They're in Florida, right? That's where yeah. I they're. think they're
0: they have they're in the Thunder Dome or whatever. They're locked down for a
1: while, right? But he he's based out of here in Atlanta. Like on an off day, you know, if they need somebody there, I mean, if the ace is needed. You know, an owner there, he could be the guy. So at the very least, he exciting. should
0: come through as a representative for the team. You know, that's true.
1: That's true. And you know, he has such a rich history with Johnny Ace too. You know, he does. I mean, the belt and all I that. Mean, so you know, really, Johnny Ace would not be what he is today without the commission. That's true. That's true. Me, <laughs> really good old days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last night we had the draft. Uh, I think this. I think we topped ourselves. Week one. Week one we had a very good draft. I think we yeah. topped ourselves this week. Um, obviously, we came through. We franchise tagged Ladarius Galloway. He's coming on the show Sunday morning. Be ready for that, either Monday very or Tuesday. Um, a lot of people didn't expect it to happen again. A lot of people were very... I don't I don't know how they're still critical of this when the strategy worked in the first place, but we went mm-hmm. O-line first again. People yeah. were still surprised.
1: I think one of the, the underrated things about that is last week we shared Block Party with the Beast. And I think... Taking that away from them, taking that connection away from Quentin Flowers and the Beast is, is going to be a sneaky wrinkle that will work to our advantage because we get to retain that chemistry while taking their chemistry away at the same time.
0: Uh, that's I didn't think of that at all. That's actually a great point. Um, Another thing that I was really letting people know about was, one, the only receiving touchdown that we got was from Jerry Houston, the tight end on the block party. That's true. That's true. And I know, like, Austin Eckler and uh, even Greg and Jack were a little bit, like, they felt that there wasn't a whole lot of O-line disparity in our game. But if you Mm -hmm. stayed and watched the next game, damnation kind of completely fell apart. They
1: gave up a safety. It was pretty bad. So, I, especially, I think we are the late game this week. Exactly. Yeah. Another... Yeah, very important thing to think about is is how well they'll stack up in the next game. And and yeah, exactly. Block party retained through two games and yeah, damnation. And, and you know, some of that could be the defensive matchups too and how that's going. It's still kind of early to tell on that stuff. But I think when it, it worked out for us well, uh, taking them first, first time around, I why not go with them again?
0: Yeah, I mean, let's run it back until it stops working, right? Exactly, exactly. Next, next up, we went... We switched up how we sort of evaluated wide receivers. In week one, we went size heavy. We wanted really big guys, Mm -hmm. but we didn't get the kind of performance we were hoping out of our wide receivers. Trav Daddy, I love the guy. Unfortunately, he left quite a few plays out on the field. We go for Raphael Leonard this guy Mm -hmm. is if you if you're unfamiliar with him you haven't scouted him so much because he he played a little bit week one but like we didn't get to see so much of these guys because the games move really fast right uh this is guy he was a former uh jacksonville jaguars i think uh practice squad guy he's pretty big he's not as i don't think he's as big as trav daddy but he's still pretty big um, yeah, I think he's
1: above, he's above six feet. I'm yeah. pretty sure. But yeah, not. I, mean, I don't think much any wide receiver is as big to, as Trav. Thought,
0: had Trav looks like a tight end. The guy's oh, for massive. Sure. Yeah. But uh, Ralph is a guy who uh, definitely impressed. Uh, I know some of our inside people, you know, we do get little details from some of our uh, inside guys mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. He, they thought that this guy was one of the Turpin. We wanted Turpin, obviously right. everybody wanted everybody. Turpin. did. <laughs> we thought Turpin was going to be a bit of a sleeper. He didn't go until the second round in week one, but then he yeah. went out on that man up challenge and just dominated the whole thing. So mm-hmm. yeah, we couldn't get him.
1: Yeah. Um, we did. I think One of the, if, if I may, I think one of the, things to always be looking out for in these drafts is going to be the fans themselves and who's picking where because the the glacier boys and the beasts and the zappers they're a little bit more casual fans than us wild aces I think we can all we can all admit that so what they see in the man up challenge is going to heavily influence what they're voting no matter what so I think it's good that we have, you know, a little bit of an inside track where it is we have context of the, on the moment
0: inside. when you see just like, yeah. like especially, um, we saw with uh, Braden Smith. Braden Smith did very well in the mm-hmm. Man Up Challenge, and he went from undrafted to a guy who got taken very early because yeah. it's just they see it. And like, I'm not gonna hate on Braden Smith. He's actually a very yeah, good quarterback. Not. But yeah. it is that immediate response of that guy's playing really good. We want him.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, Turpin was getting hyped up, beyond, and rightfully so, beyond belief. So, you know, it, he was obviously a guy that we wanted, but the second, you know, after after a second time out there dominating, it was clear that he was going to go number one.
0: Turpin is probably the best uh, slot receiver in the league at the moment, but we got a slot receiver of our own, a guy, um, one of the few returning players that we get from the draft, uh, Rashad Floyd. This guy mm-hmm. killed it in the two point challenge. He's actually very integral to us winning Week One because he came in very clutch in that situation. Um, obviously, this is Greg's guy. We had to go get him again, right? Um, but I mean, this guy's making a very arg- very good argument that he's going to be the number two slot wide receiver. Apart from like Andrew Jamil, who plays slot sometimes, but right. he can kind of do anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, I mean, the Jardy situation is still questionable. Um, he seems confident um i you know i text him about every day he seems confident he's gonna play i'm not confident we went we went and got a second quarterback deandre francois francois i believe he played for the glacier boys in week one he did he did he was decent pretty good
1: yeah yeah i you know i think he he had a touchdown against us right i don't think pendle did um but yeah obviously one of one of the better quarterbacks in the league from what we can tell I used to watch him play when he was at Florida state, a uh, great dude to get going into the league or going into the beginning of the league. I'm ashamed to say before I saw jordy in action, you know, I wasn't a believer. I was like, you know, this guy, he's beautiful. And, you know, he's got the crazy numbers. He's got the great stats, but I'm not sure, you know, we got it. I love Quentin flowers, Deandre Francois, you know, we got to, Check these guys. Once I saw jerdy I was a believer. But getting Francois as our insurance policy this week is is huge, I think. And especially, I don't know if it's confirmed yet, but the note that we might be getting Ed Crouch back. Uh, yeah,
0: I believe what we were told is that if jerdy cannot play, we will be assigned Ed Crouch. Gotcha. I believe that is the situation.
1: And um, and that would be amazing too. It would. Yeah, he, uh, Ed, he really can't for us. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Fr- Francois was definitely, I think there were three guys who were scouted super heavily coming into the league. There was, I mean, Pendle, obviously. Um, Francois, because, you know, Francois came D1, so he's a guy mm-hmm. a lot of people got to see. And then Quentin Flowers, because he also, you know, got a big spotlight on him. Uh, mm-hmm. So the fact that we were able to get Francois in the fourth round is actually a bit of a steal. People oh, were sure. super high on Logan Marchi.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I was not... Our inside people did tell us that like Logan Marchi was the one that we should be looking at. But I told him, like, the Zappers are guaranteed to take him number one overall. Right. So give they, me your number two guy, because that's yeah, who we're going
1: exactly. after. Yeah, they fell in love with him instantly. And again, I think it's great when there are only four teams in this league right now, we can kind of predict what other teams and fan bases are going to do and pull for. And so, yeah, his his performance in week one really, you know, got the the Zappers on board. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be a fan favorite them even though he wasn't tagged but uh it's because they already had johnny manziel tagged.
0: yeah um the fans were definitely hoping to tag i i don't see what the point in tagging two quarterbacks is right. You just wasted one of them yeah but i expect them to be taking marchie super high in every draft going forward especially yeah. if johnny manziel i mean I mean, the guy's just not very in shape. He had to go uh, take off his pads about halfway through the uh, Zappers game last week. Mm-hmm. Um, he just got completely gassed on the first play. Right. So we can sort of count on that, especially I think we play the Zappers next week. To mm-hmm. we know exactly what their strategy is. So I mean, unless Marchi completely falls apart,
1: right? And and you never know when that'll happen. But but yeah, so we can always base our our draft around things like that and then things like how uh, the Beast had just tagged Quentin Flowers so we were able to, you know, avoid taking Francois earlier because we knew we could get him later. So, yeah, I, I really like these weekly drafts and and how we're able to look at other teams and, yeah. and scout all that out.
0: And it is, it's very, I think we benefit from that more than anybody else because we do have that centralized location for our drafts where everybody's on the same page of like, yeah, mm-hmm. the Beast just took Quentin Flowers. They're not taking quarterback for a while. They're probably mm-hmm. going to sit on there. They have a wide receiver, but he's like more of a slot guy, so they're probably going to go wide receiver running back. They might try to take the O-line out from under us, so we need to take O-line early. We might not need to go O-line number one next week. It'll kind of depend mm-hmm. on where they go, but they're... They might take Logan Marchi first, and then they'll probably take a weapon second. I know mm-hmm. that the FCF uh, News, who's kind of like one of the leaders of the Zappers squad, he hates that we take O-line first overall every week. <laughs> right, so. yeah, I was
1: listening to that that first draft episode. So we and might be like, able to yeah, I I get it when there's only two, but you know, I think there's so much uncertainty in this league anyways, in this early state, that being able to pick the one thing that you find most reliable should outvalue anything else it's
0: very prisoner's dilemma right because it's Mm -hmm. like do you take it or do you wait for them to take it because it's really one option or the other and it kind of i mean as we see i mean we get isaiah king in the sixth round isaiah king was i mean we got to see some of his practice footage and stuff he played week one guy's really good if we're getting weapons like that at six Mm -hmm. like we're not doing that bad you know For sure.
1: Yeah. It's wide receiver. Yes. You're talking about the changing of strategy this week, especially getting to see these guys more understanding how deep this is and, and pick those guys later and, you know, just choose the best players available and not reaching, you know, on value.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, our, why I think our draft strategy is so much superior to all the other ones is we, a lot of these teams I think go in there thinking okay we're gonna take wide receiver then we're gonna take running back then we're gonna go wide receiver again it's like no it's not look at your pick look what's on the board Mm -hmm. take the best player available don't just Mm -hmm. sit there and try to you're not checking boxes
1: right exactly
0: (laughs) uh yeah so we go Isaiah King with the fifth round after Rashad Floyd and then we finish off we get a second running back this week um I haven't gone through and checked all the other drafts because obviously I don't really care about most of the other teams right and for the best <laughs> team so i don't know if we are the only team that took a uh two super backs because we have Ladarius galloway franchise mm-hmm. tag of course but i know that was something that nobody did last week at all and really nobody else ran
1: the ball at all yeah but it, it was definitely valuable in our our game plan as the game went on last week so i think it is a good thing and having you know galloway being a great catch a great pass catcher too i think it's great to have virgies who's it's definitely you know the cliche thunder and lightning yeah. kind of thing we got going on and i'm really into it uh, virgies was a guy i was uh pretty high on in the first week's draft i was one of like the five people spamming his name into the chat when oh we okay C- that was you that was me that was me uh when we went uh Kalen campbell was definitely wrong love Kalen campbell he did amazing for us uh but no i'm excited to see Virgis in a wild ace uniform too
0: yeah, no, I like Virgis a lot. I was actually hoping that we would get him, but like we sort of ran out of time where we thought we had one more pick than we had yeah. last week, and that kind of sucked.
1: But, yeah, uh, it's definitely a learning process with the draft uh, <laughs> of, oh, we have one pick left. Who are we going to pick? And everybody's like freaking out, and then we're like, oh, wait, we don't have a pick. Yeah, like, that's that our happened defense. again this week, yeah. <laughs> uh, it'll, happened... it'll probably just keep happening.
0: Oh, yeah, it'll be every single week. Yeah. Greg will be like <laughs> six beers deep drafting this team, though. So. <laughs> Uh, we get Virgies. I would. I'm going to be. There's probably at least one play this week where we see Virgies lined up in the backfield and Galloway as mm-hmm. a slot receiver. That's going to be super interesting to see. Um, especially, I don't know if we're allowed to. I, you know, the playbook is pretty limited. But being right. able to like sort of do some motions to switch those things up with the two running backs, if there's mm-hmm. anything that in the playbook, I think we should maybe experiment with that a little bit. A little. Yeah, too. yeah. I wonder if
1: there would be. Cause so that was one of the things I didn't get to experience at all since I was in the stadium was voting yeah. on plays. Uh, Cause I was constantly like trying to, I was had like three different cameras that I was constantly like switching between. And so I never pulled out my phone to actually do that. So I'm very curious to see what that's like. Is there, is there any personnel listed next to the play or it's just the name of the play? And then, no, I believe
0: it's, it is sort of based. They can sort of swap it out. Like, um, We did switch out running backs a little bit, but Mm -hmm. that's not something that we get to make. They have the um, the head coordinator, I believe, is what it's called, who sort of makes those decisions. Gotcha. Um, There was we did have some like little goofy things where you know the um, like I talked about with Ed Crouch, where you get up and when you're looking at the playbook and it says okay, and it shows the guy going out left, but then they get to the line and because they're on this hash mark, they have to run to the right and stuff, and that stuff can be a little confusing. Something we're gonna have to get used to guarantee it will not uh so i don't know if you if you realize that this happened because you were on you know actually on the field and not calling plays mm-hmm. but uh, austin eckler and andy accidentally called a qb run for uh dirty when they oh. thought that it was uh you remember like it was like the third or third maybe play of the game yeah or journey like ran out I to do the right that. and just got yeah. gang tackled and destroyed yeah, yeah they looked I, at the play and were <laughs> like oh yeah we'll just run. Along. this is like an option you'll hand it off and it was like yeah the, as soon as they clicked it oh no that's a qb keeper <laughs> oh shit
1: <laughs> well that's I, I remember that play specifically yeah in the first draft because i was like oh they want to prove jordy's got wheels and then i was like oh yeah the fans are voting on this like huh i guess they just really wanted him to run yeah, huge mistake yeah. <laughs> huge mistake so, you know, we need to we need to
0: iron out those kinks for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, we're not just the other team. It's not like the other teams are doing that much better spamming four verts every single play right. if you watch exactly. the Zappers cheese. <laughs> so what are your predictions for the week, man? We got our squad. We've seen what the beasts have. You know, they went sort of, they they took Trinante Hill who, look, I love Trinante Hill. He mm-hmm. came on the show very early on. He's a really great guy, dropped every single ball that was thrown to him week one.
1: Mm-hmm. Christian yeah.
0: Salisbury I think they reached on him I don't think anybody else was paying attention to him other than the beast the beast seemed locked up they took him in the first round I think
1: which he was on the team last week right mm-hmm. he was on the beast so yeah, yeah. again it's it's similar to Marchy with the zappers these fan bases will fall in love with a guy and we kind of did the same thing too but I think with dirty out especially it, it made us reevaluate you know yeah it's not just about loyalty it's about win <laughs> and so uh so yeah, I think we'll we'll see more of that kind of stuff as the drafts go on.
0: And so what do you think about the matchup Beast versus Aces? I mean,
1: I mean Aces are going to win for sure, you know. I I we we saw a couple different scores of how how games could go last week. Uh the 20 28 22 for our game, which might be low scoring. It didn't feel low scoring while watching it, but you know, the pace was a little bit slower with the play calling and all that uh and then much more high scoring in the second game so it's still a little bit off trying to figure out what a final score is going to be but i feel pretty confident saying uh aces are going to score 398 points and uh the beast um you know there's no there's not even a field goal so i I guess yeah I i guess zero points that's that's fairly conservative. Um, I think that we
0: could probably do a little bit. I mean, especially if the play clock is fixed the way that we hope right. that it is. I think we can score a lot more. Um, it'll sort of all depend on how things go, though, because, I mean, once we get up to a certain point,
1: you mm-hmm. know, we're
0: going to start running the ball more. We're going to try to take some of that clock off. Exactly. But, and you
1: don't know, like, is every run going to be like an instant touchdown with Galloway? Exactly. You know, is every Virgie's run going to be an instant touchdown? We don't know, you know, how fast they feel like running. To get to the end zone so how much time that's going to be taken off the clock for each touchdown so you and,
0: and it's like i think is what really what's going to be is like how quickly do they want to get to victory do they mm-hmm. want to run up the that's score true. keep scoring or are they just like okay guys i'm tired yeah. i've
1: ran for 700
0: yards already mm-hmm. let's just kneel it a couple
1: times yeah like what's on tv you know after the game is there something that you know they're really looking forward to do they they keep checking the clock they're you know wondering man, I really wish this game was... I really wish we'd win already so I could, you know...
0: Yeah, maybe the league doesn't let them have cheeseburgers on the field. They're hungry. They need to get mm, to food.
1: That's final. true. That's it, true.
0: There's a lot of factors that are really going to... If you're sort of predicting that final score. That's why, I mean, I'm glad the sports betting hasn't gotten involved yet because the over-unders mm-hmm. on these games are so hard to predict. Oh, for sure.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting when that does start to happen because this whole league is very gamified and it seems like it... I mean, it was originally planned to be in Vegas. It's definitely... Gonna be very gambling friendly whenever <laughs> it yeah, we get like, into the next iteration.
0: W- what happens next season when they start doing? Is it just like, hey, aces, we're all going four verts on every play, smash the over <laughs> on passing
1: yards, smash the over. Oh man, yeah, that oh that'll be super interesting. It's almost like the the whole thing with the streaker telling everybody to oh, <laughs> gamble yeah. on himself because he can control it. The fans, we can control the outcome of the game. So man you know what vegas might stay away from this i don't know
0: yeah prop bets might not work in this league yeah (laughs) well i think that's all we got man thanks for coming on thanks so much for having me
1: i was so excited to see that message i was like yes i get to be i get to be an expert i get to be the on field reporter well i'm not on the field in stands reporter (laughs) on the scene I mean, I'm just as excited about you coming on because this is my audition to be on Dumb Sports Show. I love that show. Dude. We really we good. gotta get you on. I'm. It was one of the things that I was super excited to have a sports show where I could invite other kind of funny best friends who enjoy sports because we're out there. Like we exist. There's not a sports show there are other than all of sorts us. of sports. <laughs> there are dozens of us, and so I want to have everybody on. Uh, so we're we're making our way there. So awesome, you're man. you're definitely on the list. You've been on awesome. the list. I got to get on
0: before you have to stop using licensed music. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it still hasn't happened. It still hasn't happened. The, now, uh, this will come out the next day. The new episode of Dumb Sports Show will come out or Sunday, whichever day. This is tomorrow, Friday. Yeah, This will <laughs> be up Friday or Saturday. I kind of don't have a set schedule right now. Right. Uh, so Joe Wilson's gonna be on Afro Cyborg and he chose our first intro song that has lyrics. And I'm like, I wonder how much this is gonna affect. So that's and, cut that's shaky. Yeah. So you know it I the first two that I made, I had no thought of of getting copyright. I like it happened. When I finished the first one, I was like, you know what, maybe, you know, I'll get in trouble for putting Rush on a YouTube video and on like five podcast services, <laughs> but maybe I won't. I don't know. This is fun. And then second time, One Winged Angel, and then uh, this time <laughs> with lyrics, but it's just I don't know I'm just kind of rambling now but it's it's I know
0: the struggle for sure man because yeah. originally this was this was not supposed to be a popular show right <laughs> it was very much <laughs> supposed to be like hey I'm doing this thing over here for the aces like 12 <laughs> people will listen to this it'll be fun or whatever right and then like so like I put up the first episode and I'm like yeah we'll use like we'll use like ACDC songs in the intros yeah or whatever. you know it'll be fun <laughs> and then like Greg retweets that we have the podcast and like a bunch of people start. I was like, God damn
1: it. I don't have, I don't have (laughs) intro music now. Exactly. No more intro music. But, but yeah, this last intro that I made, it was consciously in my mind of like, how am I going to mix this to avoid (laughs) ZMCA rights? Like, how am I, do I put my voice here? Do I start talking now? Like, how am I going to avoid it? And, you know, I think we'll just trust, trust our gut until, uh, we get taken down. I can't wait to
0: see it, man. Dumb Sports Show. Go follow one Matt S. Batson, right? Yep. On uh, Twitter. Follow him there. Go watch Dumb Sports Show. It's really good. Andy Cortez is in the first episode. It's awesome. Do it. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Everybody, thanks for listening to the show. Like, subscribe to this show as well. Follow us on Twitter at Aces Wild Pod. Let us know who you want to get on the show. Like I said, we have. Uh, Galloway coming on on Sunday. Jack Settlement is coming on the show sometime next week. We're not totally sure when. We are trying to get every single owner on mm-hmm. the show. Austin Eckler the big one. Okay, I want to talk to a professional football player.
1: <laughs> are you like seven minutes into your interview with him? Are you going to ask him about hats? Or are you going to ask him about Kevin's hats? <laughs> I will
0: ask him about the hat. The very yeah. first thing that I'm going to do when he gets on the show is thank him for winning me a, a fantasy football title.
1: Oh, yeah. Thank him for, for all of us. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> that guy's he's so good, man. I love he's him. He's so good. Like That's one of my, one of my favorite things is learning that he's a super cool person in addition to being incredibly good at football. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't gone and listened, because I know – it's super dumb that some of the people who listen to this
0: show aren't kind of funny fans. Go listen to the kind of funny podcast with Austin Eckler on the show. It's really good. They talk FCF for a little bit. It's awesome. His his Twitch
1: channel, too. Go check it out. Go, yeah, go go support Austin Eckler. Yeah. Go, he needs the subs. Okay. Right, he really does. You know. He's really guy. hurting
0: for viewership. Yeah. So
1: anyway, stay safe out there, guys. Ace is wild, baby. Ace is wild.